And uh, we're going to be in John chapter 14. There's something that the Lord really uh, showed me this or last week, and I want to share that with you as a church family. John chapter 14, if you would, uh, when you find it, just stand with me. John chapter 14. This was the end of when the, the disciples were with Christ right before uh, he would go to the, to the garden and uh, he'd be taken away to be crucified. And he's spending a special time with them and letting them know uh, that everything's going to be okay. Amen. Uh, but he has something much better for them uh, than what they uh, were used to. The Bible says in John 14, verse 19, Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. He's talking about uh, after his resurrection, uh, that they will see him. And uh, the Bible says, at that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. Wow. Christ in the Father, ye in, we are in Christ, and then Christ is in us. What a miraculous thing that is, powerful thing uh, that we cannot comprehend. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of the, my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judas saith unto him, uh, not Iscariot, the one that betrayed Christ, not Judas Iscariot, but another Judas. Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Judas was listening. Uh, that, that we'll be able to see you, but everybody else won't be, wouldn't be able to see you. How is that going to be possible? Jesus answered, said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will uh, come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. 26, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Lord, I pray you bless your word, Lord. Thank you for it. Lord, you said that you will send your word forth, and uh, Lord, it will not return void unto yourself, and you will do whatsoever it pleaseth unto you. And I pray, O oh God, that, Lord, our hearts will be tender. Father, you re will rebuke the devil that, like a bird that plucks the seeds from our hearts once it's planted. Lord, rebuke the devil in our lives, and, and Lord, I pray that we would uh, block out the noise of our life and hear your voice. Father, I pray that you would manifest yourself to us. Lord, in our hearts, and we'll hear your voice and feel that peace and know that comfort, experience that joy, live in that power, walk in that love. Thank you, Father, for all you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated. If Jesus were here, if Jesus were here, you know, uh, there, there used to be that saying, uh, WWJD, every, you know, they bumper, there was a big phase, bumper stickers everywhere, hats everywhere, bracelets and necklaces, and I mean, it, it may still be, but I don't see much of it anymore, but it used to be everywhere, you know, 
uh, WWJD. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Uh, and you know what? That's, that's important to know that. What, would, what, what does the Lord think? What would Jesus do? And, but what if Jesus were here right now? You know, there were many uh, this other disciples. You know that. There were many other disciples, and they all left. And uh, Jesus told Peter, will you go also? Peter said, no. You have the words of life. We're not going anywhere. And just because, listen to me, just because you got saved, just because you're walking with the Lord, listen, God has a lot more for you. And uh, thank God for his mercy. We, th- we can kind of disguise ourselves as a child of God. You know what? David had a lot of sons, uh, but Solomon was the only one that became king, right? And we can kind of disguise ourselves within all the treasures of heaven and, and all the blessings of God and just kind of, oh, God is good. God is good. And thank God, God is always good and he will never be bad. Amen. And we, we can uh, keep on uh, blowing that horn that God is good. But there has to be a time where you experience the love of God in your heart and know truly that God loves you. And to know that for sure, you have to start loving God. You have to, number one, you have to start loving others. Uh, Jesus said, how can you love somebody uh, that you've not seen if you can't love people you, that you already see? You've you got to love your enemies. That's all, preacher, you're preaching on old-fashioned stuff. You've got to love your enemies. You've got to learn to forgive. And listen, the Bible says that if you have uh, faith to move mountains and you don't have charity, charity is that the love of God from heaven directed towards somebody else. Amen? And the Bible says it has a touch of kindness. There are people, listen, there are people, people that proclaim they walk with God, but they're not kind people. There ought to be a touch of kindness about you. And what does kindness mean? It means kindness. I mean, you don't have to explain it and look into 10 different other languages to excuse it all away and make it mean something else. It means you need to be nice. You need to be kind. You need to be tenderhearted towards people. God accepted you. You need to accept others. I'm not talking about accepting sin. This, this acceptance movement. I'm not talking about that at all. Amen. We will not accept sin in this church. Uh, we'll preach it away, amen, and, uh, and, and so on. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being kind. We need to be kind to people. Amen, have a touch of kindness about you. If Jesus were here, if Jesus were here, would you, would you act differently? Would you conduct yourself in a different way? Would, would, you, would you go out and have a cigarette break if Jesus were here? Lord, I got to go and I got to go get a cigarette break. Jesus, you got a short on you? You got a Lucy, Jesus? No. You wouldn't do that. That'd be disrespectful. That would be disrespectful around the presence of God. You know, if Jesus came to your house, what would you want to hide? What would you want to hide? You know, you want God, you want a godly home. You're going to have to fix some stuff. Every time you want to put some bad stuff on that TV or on that computer or listen to some bad stuff on the radio, you're saying, Lord, listen, I want to do this. I know it offends you. Would you please leave? That's what you're saying. Would you please leave my home? 
because I want to do this. God's not going to stick around uh, when you are consciously diving into things that offend him. Nobody does. If you love the Father, if you love Christ, the Bible says you're going to walk in his commandments. That's the only way, listen, that's the only way you're going to experience the love of God in your life is by walking in the commandments of God. All that he tells you as you walk with him daily, he's going to be shedding things off. You ever seen an iguana or a snake? They shed. They shed, why? Because they're growing. And God's going to shed you. You ought not to be struggling with the same things that you've been struggling with the last 10 years. There ought to be a point in your life where you've grown to the next. I had this little iguana, and uh, he, would, he never grew. He never shed. He never grew. He would escape out of the tank, and we would find him months later inside the dresser. You remember that, Audrey? In, little Bob. He was about this big. He was always that big. The other iguanas, they were having eggs. They were... Uh, Eating them, I mean, they were getting huge. But this little guy, he never grew. Never grew. Uh, never ate, never grew, never shed, never did anything but escape and run. Was he an iguana? Sure he was. I, he definitely was. Uh, but that's no way to live, amen? That's no way to live at all. And if you want to experience, why do we struggle with depression? Christian, listen, you are, depression is not in the blood. Depression is part of our sinful nature. Uh, anxiety and all those things. If you struggle with those things, God has something better for you. Amen? You ought, not to, God, you ought to allow God to shed that off of you and grow you so that you could be a testimony to somebody else. The first thing when you get saved, in verse 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. The sign of the Holy Spirit of God, the moment you get saved and he indwells you, is peace. You know you got saved. You remember when you got saved? It was like, I remember I led a guy to Christ. He said he felt like he was floating. He said, I, I couldn't explain it to you. He said, I, I just felt like I was floating. And he was walking down the street. And he was coming towards me. He met me around the... He locked the back door. He had to go around. I, I went out through the front. I led him to the Lord in his house. He was a customer of mine. And he had to walk around the block uh, to meet me back again. And when he was coming back, I heard he, he got saved. When he was coming back down the street, he had this difference about him, this glow. And I said to myself, he's walking like he's floating. And when he came to me, he said, it feels like I'm floating. I said, it looks like you're floating. <laughs> what was it? Every weight. You ever run on a treadmill for a long time? You get off that treadmill, what's it feel like? It feels like you're floating. Wow. Why? Because all the stress and pressure's off of you. That you were bearing all those years for no reason. It was the absence of Christ in your life. And now he's come into your heart to make his abode with you. He says, the comforter, the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost of God. The first thing he gives you is his peace. And he says, I'm not going to take it away. I'm going to leave it with you. You want peace in your life. You got it. You're saved today. If you're not saved, you need to get saved. 
I don't care how long you've been to church. I don't care how, how many good things you do. Christ doesn't, uh, is not based off of you. Amen? God is God. you got to let him in. And when he comes in, that's when the peace comes. And he leaves it there for you. And he makes his abode with you. He lives in your heart. 2 Timothy chapter 1, if you'll turn there. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Second Timothy chapter one, the Bible says, I'll give you some time to turn there. I want you to see this verse. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven. And God spoke to my heart last week about this verse and it has helped me. And I want to share that with you. The Bible says, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear. You know, when God gave you his Holy Spirit, He's not leaving. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit of God seals you unto the day of redemption, unto the day of Jesus Christ. When you got saved, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit of God. No, you can't undo your salvation. Salvation is not of works, lest any man should boast. Salvation is of the grace of God. And the Bible says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. He'll never take them back. But he's promised you to never leave you or forsake you despite of what you do and who you are or what you become. And he's going to make of you uh, a perfect work if you allow him. And the Bible says if you don't live right according to his uh, will, when you get to heaven, you'll have nothing to show for. You laid up in store wood, hay, and stubble. And the Bible says that you've been saved, yeah, yet so by fire. I mean, there's nothing left. But those who live for Christ uh, lay up in store crowns, lay up in store uh, gold, uh, silver, and precious stones that you may have to lay at the feet of Christ, something valuable. Lord, and you're going to be wanting. You you ever go to a birthday party and you forgot to bring a present or you didn't bring anything? And you kind of felt ashamed. Oh, I left it at home. No, you didn't. You didn't buy anything. Oh, you know, I forgot to wrap it. Or I ordered it on Amazon and it's still coming. You, you know, you make up excuses, but uh, you feel ashamed. But how ashamed we're going to be when the Lord is anticipating the day you walk through the pearly gates and the streets of gold, the day you uh, walk to heaven and he built you a mansion and he prepared a table before you and he's going to prepare a feast for you and cook for you and he's going to do all these things. And when you get there, you have nothing for him. Christ is excited. The day you walk through the pearly gates, he's anticipating the day you come to be with him forever. And we don't give him the time of day. We don't give him any thought. We're too busy for Christ. We have things to do and places to go and people to see. Why the whole time he's crying out within your heart. And we wonder why we don't have peace because we're ignoring the Holy Spirit of God. We're wondering why we deal with such problems because we're ignoring the Holy Spirit of God. But you say, if Jesus was with me, I wouldn't be going through these things. Friend, he is with you. If you're saved today, he lives within your heart. He's in there. And you remember, you remind yourself the day you got saved, the peace that flooded your soul. It wasn't because you got a new car. It wasn't because you got a new house. It wasn't because you got a new job. It wasn't because you found money. Something better. You got eternal life. 
Nothing physical, but everything eternal. And for whatever reason, you were flooded with peace. Why? Because all the sin was taken from you. The sins of the past, the sins of the present, and the sins of the future. You were justified, made clean, white as snow, made whole by the blood of the Lamb. And what peace comes to where people are saying it feels like I'm floating. It feels like I just got off the treadmill running, running, running my heart out, and I got off, and I'm just walking around. No longer do I have to bear the sin that I was bearing. No longer do I have to live alone, but I have a comforter now that lives inside of me. If Jesus were with you, where would you go? Would you, would you be doing the things you were doing before if Jesus was uh, still on this earth? But he is. He lives within you. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God hath not given us, this is not the spirit that he gave us, the spirit of fear. We live our lives in fear. Fear of tomorrow. Fear of not being successful. Fear of losing a job. Fear of uh, uh, death. Fear of losing our health. Fear of accidents. Fear of the unknown. All the fears that surround us. But in the presence of God, you would not fear. If Jesus were with you on the boat, were you, would you be like the disciples? Lord, wake up. We wake up. We perish. How could you fear when the Savior's on the ship with you? They still did. And he rebuked the winds and the waves, and then he rebuked them and said, Oh, ye of little faith. Increase our faith, O oh God. You need to know and learn the one who dwells inside of you, the all-powerful that created everything. God in his sovereignty bestowed on us his grace to save our souls to make us whole, to cleanse us within, to take away our sin, to give us life, eternal life, so that we can go on and struggle as we did before? No. So that now we can live out. Eternal life started the day you accepted Christ. It doesn't happen after you die. I received, he that hath the Son hath life. I received eternal life. The day I got saved. And it started back then. Say, well, I'm still here. I know I'm still here. But this old body is wearing away. It's going to die one day. But my eternal soul lives on. But that's what's been made alive. Now, but I'm going to let the inward man live through the outward man. I'm going to let the one who's inside now, the Holy Spirit of God, live on the outside. Live through me that others may see Christ, that the light of Christ may shine bright. Jesus said, and this shall all men know that ye are my disciples when ye love one another. For love is of God. He's not giving us that spirit of fear. Is God impartial? where sometimes uh, you live in fear and sometimes you don't know. The Bible says that uh, he giveth the spirit of power. Power. And, and, and the spirit of love. And the spirit of a sound mind. All three, they're not uh, separate. They're all together. All three together as one. 
just like the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us power. The Son gives us love. It died on the cross. The Father gives us the sound mind. Amen? Just all three in one. The Holy Spirit, when he indwelt you, God gave you the peace to signify to you that he's in there. And you got to remember sometimes because the devil shakes you up. You got to remember sometimes because you get fearful. You got to remember sometimes because the world beats upon the shores of your life. But you remember and you think back the day you got saved, the peace you had. He's in there. Did you suppress him? Have you covered him up with so much clutter that everything else is a hindrance uh, to his voice in your life? Can you make out his voice in your heart? When you read the word of God, or is there too much noise going on? Is your will uh, overpowering his will in your life? Are all the cares overpowering his love? You got to hear him. You got to listen to the Holy Spirit of God. Allow him to work out his peace and his love and his life through your life. God's given us a spirit of power. Oh, we need power. Oh, we need power. We need power to walk. We can't walk a life, a Christian life, without power. You need power. You cannot counterfeit the power of God. Nobody can. The great orators, the great speakers, the great uh, doctors of this earth cannot imitate the power of God. Your works will not take place of the power of God. Your person will not take place of the power of God. You need the power of God. The Holy Spirit, uh, when you got saved, does not discriminate. Say, you know what? I'm not going in that body. I'm not going in that house. You know what they used to do? Do you know who they are? No, the Bible says they go in. He goes in. He goes in to everyone who receives the Lord Jesus Christ. And he begins to do his perfect work in you to the day you die. That is called sanctification. The day you got saved was the day you received eternal life. Now sanctification is the process of the Holy Spirit of God setting you apart the rest of your days. How long will it take? The rest of your days. How much time does it take? The rest of your days. Is it a lot of work? Yes, it is. It takes the rest of your days. Amen? There's a child song we sing. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. It only took a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth, Jupiter and Mars. How loving and faithful he must be. He's still working on me. Power. We need power. You can't produce the work of God in your life. You need power. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? You can do it alone? There's people who think they can do it alone. Paul rebuked them in Galatians. He said, who hath bewitched you? Galatians, the book of Galatians goes over people who fell back. The Galatian church fell back into works. They believed they had to still go back to the Old Testament law and work their way to God. No. Paul says, who hath bewitched you? That's not how you got saved. Why did you turn back to that now? And then on the other hand, he said, 
it hath brought you in bondage. So you have one person uh, saying, you know what, I have to do all these do's to get the power of God in my life. That's bondage. The Holy Spirit of God is not subject to you. God, if I pray, if I go to church, if I do all these things, you need to fill me with your power. That's like Simon the sorcerer. He tried to buy it. If I give all this money to God, I know God will be pleased. Peter returned and said, your money perish with you. God doesn't need your money, and God doesn't need you. We need God. God is not submissive to you. On the other hand, in the book of Galatians, you have people who were just diving into sin. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. Now I get to live however I want because God will forgive me. God will forgive you. He has forgiven you. But now you're in the bondage of sin. There was two groups, those in bondage of law and those who were in bondage of sin. Both were in bondage in the same prison cell. One was fighting against another. And there was all this commotion. Well, Paul said, I'm free. I'm not in law and I'm not in sin. I'm living. Amen? Amen. One is not better than the other. Listen, the moment Christ set you free, ye were free indeed. And now you get to live and walk with the Savior and be in submission to him. He's not in submission to you. We have to be in submission to him. The Bible says, they that walk in the spirit shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The moment you get saved and you live with the Holy Spirit of God, you walk in the Holy Spirit of God, sin will become distant to you. The law is for those who are unrighteous and perish. We've been made alive already. We've been born again. We've been brought into the family of God. Law is for those Jesus said, is it for the king's children or for the people in the kingdom? For the people in the kingdom. The one who's the king's rule over. Do the king's children have to pay taxes to the king? No, they're freed from everything, the king says. It's for the people. And we're children of the king. We've been made free from everything. We get to live. We get to walk. But we need the power of God to do so. You trying to walk a life without the power of God will only bring you in bondage. You need power to quit the sin. You need power to get up again. You need power to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit of God in you has the power to give you. You cannot counterfeit it. You cannot give and do enough deeds to bring that power. The Holy Spirit of God in you is the power. You need to walk in him. You need to listen to him. You need to uh, obey him and read your Bible. Get into prayer and do what he tells you to do. Power. You need power. Don't be in bondage. You need power. The Bible says, end of love. We need to have a spirit of love about us. This is not one or the other. This is all three. Power, love. The Bible says charity suffereth long and is kind. It's not puffed up. It's not easily provoked. 
vaunteth not itself. What's all that mean? When you're walking in the love of God, everything's going to be channeled back to the Lord Jesus Christ. Your life will be a channel of praise for his honor and glory. You want to live for God. You need the power of God. You need love of God in your life. I noticed I didn't have that years ago. I was being unkind. So I didn't have kindness. It wasn't in me at all. At all. Sometimes we can get in the flesh, amen? More times than others sometimes, amen? But this wasn't in me at all. And I felt it too, but it hit me like a ton of bricks when I read it. Charity suffereth long means, you know what long-suffering means? I, I don't like that word. I'd only like it when it's between me and God. But it means you're going to have to suffer a long time with people. What does that mean? It means you're going to have to suffer for a long, long, long time because Christ suffers for us. Amen? Long-suffering and is kind. When you start suffering with somebody, you get agitated and you get unkind. You try and you try and you try. You know what? I'm done with this person. They call you. Ah, I should have never picked up. Never picked up. Right? They start letting you have it. Why did I talk to that person? Why did I deal with that person? Imagine if Christ, Lord, I need your help again. He goes, Ah, they're praying, right? He never does that. But the prayer of the saints is an incense to him. He waits for it. Sometimes he'll wake you up, shake you out of bed. I couldn't sleep last night. Why couldn't you sleep? I don't know. So I decided to watch a movie. Yeah. God wakes us up sometimes. He does. Hey, wake up. I want to spend some time with you. God never sleeps. Wake up. You know why he's waking you up? So you can watch a movie? No. So you can read something? He wants to talk to you. So you can pray? Listen, you, you want power. You want love. You're going to have to obey God. You can't, you can't have one. God's not impartial. God's not broken. He's full of power. He's full of love. Thirdly, it's full of a sound, it's a sound mind. Soundness in the mind. Soundness. I think of soundness when you hit a piece of steel. Of course, I'm a guy. I know what uh, girls can think of. Girls, if you take a nice, what's it called? Michael Tony, chorus coach bag, all <laughs> one. The nice one. I mean the nice one. Softest leather. But it has a little scratch on the side. You wouldn't want that, right? Now, give me one that doesn't have the scratch, right? Guys, I th when I think of soundness, I think of a big old steel I-beam. And you take a little uh, mini sledgehammer, maul, whatever you want to call it, and you whack that thing. And it just sounds like a bell. Bing! 
You know what? The sound travels evenly throughout it until it dissipates because it's sound. It's sound. It's able to carry and distribute the hammer's blow across the whole entire thing. Nothing doubting. No weakness. It's solid. If there was one spot on that big old I-beam that was not sound, they won't say, well, this, this part's not sound, but the rest is, so it's okay. No, that one's no good. The whole thing has to be sound. The whole thing. God gives us a sound mind. 99% of our battle a lot of time is up here. How would you be? if you didn't have to think the thoughts that you struggled with? How would you be if you weren't angry all the time in your mind? How would you be if you weren't tempted uh, in your mind like you always are? How would you be when, when, when those wicked thoughts penetrate in your mind? How would you be if they weren't there? You think you'd be better off? Temptation comes, comes in here. And we start dwelling on it. How would you be if it never came in? You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, the Bible says that God gave those men power over their own will. Paul says, and I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest by any means when I preach to others, I myself shall be a castaway. The Holy Spirit of God brings a soundness. That means when the hammer comes to your mind. Ladies, the hammer of depression, the hammer of anxiety, the hammer of stress, the hammer of temptation. It's able to handle and dissipates across the board and it just goes away. No weakness in there. How could I have that? Well, that's the Holy Spirit of God in you. You don't have it. He does. But you have him. The Bible says in Ephesians, Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. To be filled with the Spirit of God, you have to be full of something. You're either going to be full of yourself or full of him. You push yourself constantly out of the way. And you say, I want more of God in my life. God, I want more of you. God, I need you. I want more of you. And you constantly seek him and you constantly seek his face. And you get at him and, and you get in prayer and you get reading your Bible again. You get sowing again. You ask for power. You ask for love. You ask for that sound mind. You're going to start seeing the Holy Spirit of God brought forth out of your life. You cannot imitate it. You can't have a false love. You can't have a false power of God. There's nothing you could do to get it. You already have him. He just now needs to have you. Does he have you? If Jesus were here right now with you, how would you be? Would everything be okay? Let me tell you this. He's inside of you. Now you need to live with him. If you're saved today, he lives in you. Now you need to live in him. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I ask for your help and mercy, Lord.
Lord, we need you. We need the Holy Spirit of God. I pray that we would be filled with the Spirit of God. Lord, that the people in this church, Lord, your children, would have power in their lives. Lord, would have a love in their lives. Would have a soundness in their lives. Father, I pray that you would bring that about in us as we walk with the Spirit of God. Lord, help us to lay down our flesh, lay down the things of this world, and start seeking you. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. Lord, you are not in submission to us. Lord, we must be into you. Father, we must decrease because you must increase. I pray, O oh Lord, that maybe even one person here, if they get filled with the Spirit of God, world, watch out. They'll turn this world upside down for Christ. I pray that not only one, but all, will get on the road to being filled with the Spirit of God. May we seek you in our closet, and you will reward us openly. May we trust you and walk by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. If God spoke to your heart, let's all stand. We need to be spirit-filled, spirit-filled Christians to walk by faith. You need power to walk. You cannot do it alone. There's things in your life that the Holy Spirit of God, your first step, the Holy Spirit of God is going to require of you some things. He's going to tell you to give up some things in your life. And you know what they are because he'll tell you. I don't have to tell you. The Holy Spirit of God will. That's part of his work of sanctification. You need to listen to him. Lord, what do I need to give up? What do I need to get out? What do I need to surrender to you? That will be your first step. Listen to the Spirit of God. He will lead and guide you. He will remove from you. He will shed things of your life that are not pleasing to him. That ye may grow. Abide in me and I in you. So shall ye bring forth fruit. Abide in me and I in you. He said, I will purge you that ye may bring forth more fruit. Then he'll purge you again that ye may bring forth much fruit. You want the power of God in your life. You're going to have to obey the Holy Spirit of God. To walk in him. Listen to his voice. Your first step is to obey. To obey is better than sacrifice. What is he telling you to do? What can you give up to him? Is there sin? Is there things that are contrary to his will? Is your will overpowering his will in your life? You cannot counterfeit the love of God in your life. You're only hindering the Holy Spirit of God. You must surrender to him. Surrender to the Holy Spirit of God. And I promise you, you'll have all three. Power, love, and a sound mind. Surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I promise you, you'll be blessed. You say, well, can I just take the easy way out and buy the Holy Spirit of God? No, you cannot buy him. He cannot be bought. But I'll tell you this, he already lives inside of you if you're saved. 
You just need to let him have free reign. Let him have free course. Let him do what he does best. Let him sanctify you. The ball's in your court. Do you want to be sanctified? Do you want to be filled with the Spirit of God? Do you want the power of God on your life? Do you want the love of God shining through you? Do you want a sound mind? Why do I struggle with these things? You don't have to. You've got the power of God in you. He lives inside you. No longer do you have to struggle anymore. But live now. Bondage to law, bondage to sin. I'm free. I don't have to struggle with either one anymore because I have the Holy Spirit of God inside me. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that this would catch on fire, oh God, between all of us. Lord, may the Holy Spirit of God move amongst us. Lord, may we see the works done by him. Father, you said greater works shall we do. What greater works can be done, Lord, than those gifts of the apostles? Could we raise somebody from the dead? Somebody that was dead can live again? Well, how about a dead marriage can live again? How about a person in sin can get saved? How about things that we thought could never come back to life? We can see God do his great work. I pray, Lord, that we would all have part and place in that. As we walk in the Spirit of God, I pray you fill us with the Spirit of God that we may walk with you and have a life to live that's worth living. We thank you for all you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. If you could be seated for one moment, we have a baptism. James is going to get baptized. Amen. James got saved at the revival, and uh, he came today to get baptized. You pray for James, amen, as our brother in Christ. And I'm going to go, um, Shalisha, if you could play uh, one thing. And uh, James back there now. We're going to get baptism.
Amen. Thank you for joining us in the baptism of our brother James. And uh, James, you pray for James. Amen. Uh, the Lord, he is good to all. Amen. And the Bible says that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And uh, James, I told James that this is uh, the road. Baptism is a commitment and pledge to the Lord that you're going to allow him to continue his work in you of sanctification. This is the first step of living a fruitful and Christian, uh, fruitful Christian life. Amen? Amen. Uh, James, um, did you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes, I have. Amen. Amen. James got saved at our revival service. Amen. And uh, he's been uh, keeping in touch. And, and then you pray for our brother as he gets baptized. Amen. James, based on your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As God uh, leads uh, you to grow in Him, uh, keep on going for the Lord. Amen. If you've not been baptized, you've been saved already, but not been baptized, uh, that's your first and next step. Amen. To get baptized in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. And uh, let's pray. Lord, I pray that you would uh, have your will and way in our lives and bless us, Lord, as we seek you. Thank you for all you've done for us. Lord, give us a great Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen.